today, we've got more questions. More? Welcome to another episode of NGL. Today we're back with more questions because you guys have flooded our DMs with many, many, many questions and wow. we love it. So we're back. Zell and I are going to be answering your questions today. Hello. And in this pool, we've got questions about relationships, about contentment, about grief. So we've got a whole range of topics here. And today we hope that your question gets picked. But if not, the only way for you to find out is to keep watching. Right, so Zell, yes. shall we jump in into the very first question? All right, first question. How can I be more contented and stop comparing my life with others? Wow, this is well, this is an age-old question. Yeah, it's like, it no is. matter what like life station you're at, how much you've accomplished and have, it seems like people always ask, right? Like, mm. And they always kind of like put both together, like contentment and also like this whole idea of comparing with others. Mm. Yeah, so um, yeah, what do you think, Nata? I feel like this is a question that I personally relate with a lot because mm. I think I spent a large part of my life in the past one to two years feeling that sense of discontentment at what I had in life. Mm. Um, so actually with a question like that, right, like how I can be more contented and stop comparing, I feel like the first question to ask is really just more of like why. Like why are you not contented with your life? Mm. Um, what is it about your life that makes you feel like it is not enough? And I think that was something I had to ask mm. myself a lot. Um, but eventually I, I realised that a large part of my discontentment came from feeling like I don't have enough for myself and also I don't have enough like compared to other people. Um, which was what I meant. Like, I think that whole sense of discontentment, right? Like it, it helps to take a step back and ask myself like, actually, am I discontented because I sincerely feel like I do not have enough for my needs? Yeah. Am I discontented because when I look at what other people have, I want what they have and I want mm. to be able to live the life they live? Or is it even just a sense of like, I, I just feel like I want to be better and do yeah. better in my life, which is perfectly fine, I feel. Yeah. So depending on where that sense of discontentment comes from, right? I think then the the approach could look very different. Lah. If it is a sense of like looking at what you have and sincerely feeling like you don't have enough for your needs or you don't have enough for the kind of life that you hope to live, right? I think then it may come down to some very, very practical things like asking yourself, okay, what exactly is the kind of life that you want to live? Is that really that important to you? And what does it take to live that life? So for yeah. example, right, really, really concrete things like even coming up with a budget spreadsheet, right? To yeah. see if I want to have this amount of disposable income per month, how much money do I need to be earning? What yeah. are some areas of my expenditure that I need to perhaps like adjust a little bit so that I can have more disposable income? And I, I don't think this solves the problem of discontentment, but it at least makes it more concrete. So it isn't just a very iffy like... It's like, well, I don't have enough. I, yeah, will, I will which, never which have enough. Which is actually very anxiety-inducing, you know, true, to always yes. feel like you don't and have enough. And I think enough. that will affect like this whole idea of contentment. If Correct. you're just wrecked with um, this anxiety that yeah, comes from not really sien, knowing. Because you just go about your life feeling like, wow, I just don't have enough and like my life is not ideal. It's not what I want for myself. So yeah. I think a first step would actually possibly be to make it concrete. What exactly is it that you feel mm. you need, that you, you currently lack? And are there ways to legally and realistically <laughs> achieve that? And, yes. and if it takes things like, you know, adjusting your lifestyle, changing your job, or taking on side hustles and what is, is that a, 
a cost that you're willing to pay la, in some sense. Um, I think mm. then the second thing, right? Like if it's a sense of discontentment because you want what other people have and, and mm. that's not what you currently have, right? I personally feel like that's a little bit dangerous. And that's what I was stuck in for a while. I mm. think a large part of my discontentment came because I had this narrative in my head that I should be on a certain track. Right. Like I should be achieving certain milestones in my life. And a large part of that came from comparing my peers, right? And yeah. I, I think that that comparison actually is a neutral thing. I don't think it is necessarily like absolutely good or absolutely bad lah because in some sense it does tell us how we are doing hmm. in life right and so I think when I compared a lot with my peers who were from a similar background who were in the same age um, age range right then I started to feel like eh, how come they can have these experiences in life that I need to think very hard before I have how come hmm. they are able to hit certain milestones or live very freely when in some way I feel like I'm not you able need to, consider to live like them yeah hmm. correct but I think then I, I learned a very important lesson, la, which is that at the end of the day, I think no matter how rich you are and how much you have, right, if you continually compare yourself to people who have more than you and that for you becomes the goal of, it becomes your, your next goal, right? I think it's a bit of a black hole eh, because yeah. it will never really end. Ma. There will always be somebody who is richer than you or who has more than you. And at the same time, right, that is just a snapshot of one part of their life. You just see maybe the material things they have or certain yeah. things in their life that, that form their highlight reel, right? But we also don't get to see a full picture of their life. We don't know whether these mm. things that people have come at a certain trade-off yes. or a certain cost, right? And at the same time, the things we come we have in our life come with certain trade-offs, but also certain benefits and gains, right? Maybe I may earn less money, but at the same time, I have more time for leisure, I have more yeah. time for family, I have more time to pursue my hobbies. Or I earn a lot of money and I pour a lot of my time into work, but it comes also at certain costs and trade-offs, right? Yeah. So I think everybody is navigating these trade-offs. But if we only look at their highlights and we look at mm. the the Just glorious things that yep. they have, right? We really don't see a full picture. And I think that is what feeds into that sense of discontentment. Yeah. Because we enjoy the good things that we have in life, but then we also feel like I want those things, but we don't realize that those things come at a price. And I think that was yeah. what I was stuck in, right? Until I realized that, oh my gosh, this is never ending. And I don't really think I want to be stuck in this cycle. So that's when I think I took a step out of it to realize that, okay, why am I in this situation? Am I actually unhappy with my job and with the things that I'm doing, right? Actually, not really. But I think there were certain things that I had to adjust so that I could come to contentment. Lah, if I'm very, mm. very sure that for example, the, the career that I have chosen, I have intentionally chosen, right? Then how I, I had to learn how to adjust my expectations of my lifestyle, my the amount of disposable income I assume or I expect to have, right? So that I can come to be thankful for the things that I do have and I don't keep looking at what I don't have and feel sad about it. So were you able to find contentment when yes, you eh. did that? I mean, okay, I, I don't feel like... I want to say that it's not a fairy tale. Uh. I don't yeah. think that you will one day wake up and then suddenly feel like, oh my gosh, I have like all my dreams fulfilled just because yeah. you have this paradigm shift, you know. I think there are still days where I wake up and feel like, wow, maybe I need to think a little bit harder on certain mm. decisions I want to make. I'm currently in the process of renovating my house, right? Mm. And I'm always quite reminded that I have to keep an eye on my cost quite carefully. I have to think of ways to save money like, okay, buy from Taobao, buy from JB, don't buy from Singapore retailer and things like that, right? Yeah. But 
And so, okay, I think that feeling of knowing that I have a little bit less than other people will not go away. But I think how much it grips you, how much it overwhelms you, how much it it causes the anxiety and that feeling of I need to get out of this situation, right? It changes with your perspective on your situation. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I do think that I feel a lot more at peace with where I am now and it's something that I intentionally choose to not dwell on because I know it's not true that I don't have anything I do have some things and it is possible for me to be grateful and thankful for what I do have yeah that's so good like I think um taking a step back and um really asking yourself um actually what matters at the end of Mm. the day because everything can be a good thing but if you try to like get every single good thing. Yeah. There is a price to pay. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was just like thinking about times where I think I don't really compare myself with others, but I do like hear a lot of um, people comparing me to other people. And I think that is probably what gets me as well. So yep. actually it's everywhere. It's not even just your parents, but like uh, what you see on like social media advertisement mm-hmm. it's like wow like this girl's like you know skin so nice so fair uh, all the facial ladies were like that's what they do right to like make you buy a package oh my gosh, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing yeah or like um, I don't know like um, when I was in uni uh, I, 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 I can't remember what score I had for uh, my first test I thought I was like hey not bad eh. yeah until like um, all my friends started to ask me what I got and actually like I studied for the test yeah, and they when they heard what I got, right, they all like gave me this like uh like like this look of pity and they were oh like my gosh. Oh is it you didn't study? No, like, so bad. No, I studied because <laughs> like they all like did much better. So you can't run away from comparison. Yeah, it's yeah, true. like when society and just everywhere you look, mm. yeah, people tell you like where you should be. But I think at the end of the day, it's really about like people can tell you everything is good, but you at the end of the day you have to decide for yourself what is good for you mm. yeah and it doesn't need to be everything and I think we yeah, can we can let go yeah of certain things and maybe we it's like you when you let go that could be that could feel like the scariest thing in the world but that actually could bring you more um assurance yeah to just focus on that few things mm. yeah and to maybe that's also how we can practically like not need to feel like we need to compare ourselves with everyone for everything yeah, and I think being having having a thankful heart is 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 so good. Like sometimes, um, so I have this like um entry in my journal. It's a digital journal, so I would think like, okay, like I want to have um like a thousand reasons like to be thankful for. So wow. like, like I just write down like I mean it's not every day like you know you can write something, but like one day I hope that you know I'll be able to like find a thousand things that I can. Actually, be thankful that's cute because it's very intentional <laughs> like. And yeah, and it's personal to me also. It's not yeah, just yeah, like what yeah. everybody tells me. Yeah, so it could be small things like, oh, you know, like someone gave up their seat on the MRT for me today. Mm. And it's not like, you know, um, it's not like I had to have that seat. It's like, wow, so nice. Mm. And I feel like that actually makes me, um, helps me to focus yeah, on the things that I could have missed out just because, you know, I'm looking at everything else that yeah. I don't have. Yeah. yeah. I feel one of the thoughts that I had also is that I, I don't think that discontentment is always bad in the sense that if there is some form of healthy competition within yourself mm. right, to want to always grow and improve I feel that is where contentment can be used positively to spur us to comparison yeah right. to spur us to always like grow la, yeah. you know so for me at least like I, I know that 
maybe with my my struggles um and all right it's it's not healthy for me to always compare myself to other people right but actually like comparing myself within myself has been quite helpful in pushing myself to grow so setting um certain goals for myself or telling myself that maybe uh in a previous milestone um these were some skills that i had learned right and in maybe the next few months of my life i think this is one way that i want to grow myself or i feel like in the past season actually i've been very like self-sufficient and not in a good way you know I've been very isolated and I carry on my problems and I feel discontented with how I am I feel mm. discontented with the way that I deal with my emotions I deal with my relationships and friendships and that's something that I want to grow in so I, I think contentment actually is a double-edged sword that yep. if it is used positively actually can cause a lot of, a growth, lot of growth yeah. in our life but if not so healthily then it can really cause us to spiral la, and yeah. feel like we don't ever have enough in our life uh, so you mm. got to be watchful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks Let's for the go question. To the next one. Yes. Oh, okay. This one is more serious. <laughs> wow. All right. In dealing with grief, I could previously look at my friend's photo and videos to remember and celebrate her, but now I can't. What should I do next? Okay. Mm. So I'm assuming that in this question that was asked, um, it's been some time since your friend has passed away and you in some sense have kind of moved into a different phase mm-hmm. of grief where what you could do at the start you're having some difficulty doing now probably mm-hmm. because it is triggering some emotions and it's quite difficult la. so what should you do next? Wow yeah. um, I think I think grief is such a complex emotion yep um and I know out, out there they say that there are different stages of grief. Mm. Yeah. And um, you know, there's a lot of different like analogies of what grief can look like. Yeah. But I came to realize uh that um it really looks different from for everyone. Yeah. Um I think for, for me recently, like I lost a friend to a car accident. Mm. And um we have common friends as well. Yeah. And um I was just uh you know, like once in a while we will check on each other. Yeah. And um I think whatever that um this person like wrote, uh thank you for um, you know, being so yeah. vulnerable of your question. I felt that um one of my friends was going through that as well. Mm. Yeah. And um I think the first thing that I wanna say, right, is um don't feel bad, you know, that um and don't feel like you are regressing in a sense. Like mm. grief is not um linear where you know you like go from stage to stage and then you like get better in a sense Mm. yeah because it's always gonna hurt um it's just gonna come out in different ways yeah yeah and um there will be times where you know you can um uh grieve uh with some sort of like happiness but there will be times where you really miss the person so terribly that yeah you can't even look at like their their, their Mm. photos or even the mention of their name right will just you know spark like um yeah will spark some um um tears as well yeah and i think we feel it a lot when it comes to like b- birthdays or anniversaries Important or even like moments. Yeah, yeah like even physical places mm. and all that so um what should you do next i feel that um you can just sit in that moment actually yeah um to just uh feel that and be okay you know to miss your friend yeah, because I guess that is a reflection of how much she, he or she meant to you, mm. you know? And, and I think it's okay to let that 
um, it's like a wave, you know, when the wave crashes, you just let it crash. Yeah. Um, and But know that you won't drown. Mm. Yeah, you, you you will like surface up again. Yeah, um, and I think another, I guess, practical thing that we can do is if you do feel overwhelmed, you feel like somewhat you're drowning and you don't know what to do next, um, I think it's good to be able to share this like with um, a friend that perhaps have gone through something similar. Yeah, I think that's what I'm very thankful for lah. Um, for um that group of friends that mm. um we all knew that this like friend that passed away that mm. we were able to just be very raw with what we were feeling and not have any conclusion and that yeah. was okay. I think that brought a lot of like assurance, um, and just comfort, yeah, to all of us. And then for my friend who, um, recently like felt that she was um you know going through a different phase, mm. uh, where she was crying uncontrollably even though it has been like a few months already, she um, went to see a counsellor mm, yeah, yeah. Um, to just try to have someone that can, you know, unpack like what she was going through yep. and bring some sort of clarity. And it was quite interesting. Like um, she shared with me um, how um, the counsellor actually pointed out um, maybe um, how she sees a certain like uh, pattern and thing based on like the consultation sessions mm. and all, right? That um, the reason why she is feeling this amount of like um, grief is that she was very attached to this friend that passed on. Mm. And because that person has left such a big, you know, hole in her life, right? She is trying to reattach. She's trying to find um, things or people, right? To, to fill that hole. To fill that hole, to reattach yeah. Yeah, uh, herself to, to other things. But um, the counselor pointed out that... Um, it may not, uh, it may not be as uh, literal, you know. It may not be as straightforward, and mm. not everything or anyone, yeah, can just feel that mm. uh, immediately. So I think she's in a process of like. I think that she she shared with me that that uh actually brought a lot of clarity to what um she to to the feeling like to that emotion that she was feeling, and um she's not able to kind of like um know what um at least why she's feeling like that, and then work with the counselor on like the things that she can do next. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think you you really covered it quite comprehensively. La, and I feel it came from a place of understanding also because you you personally went through that process. Um, if anything, I would just add that. I think it always helps to process grief in community just because mm. sometimes when we are alone, um, it really can be quite overwhelming and confusing. I think this was something that I experienced um or I learned recently because I I did share in a previous episode that I've lost quite a few friends mm -hmm. right and I think in the the first few um friends that I lost I kind of was processing that grief alone and so it was just very much my experience but I think in the later ones like the two friends that I lost um one late last year and one early this year there were other people around me who were going through the same thing and so I was able to talk to them about my grief mm. and hear their experience and actually that helped to normalize my grief mm. in some sense it didn't make me feel so weird for like crying out of nowhere or like, yeah. like I think it, it just showed me that grief is a real thing that affects different people differently but at the same time people who are grieving understand each other and so I hope that you have people around you who mm. are able to understand your grief even if the form looks a little bit different yeah. but if not then 
hopefully our episode on grief will help you to also realize that you're not alone and that other people also have weird experiences when it comes to grief because grief is weird. It is. Um, We're still figuring out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very much figuring out on the go, right? And if the episode is not enough and you would like to have somebody to talk to, you are really more than welcome to drop us a DM or join in in our Telegram channel as well Mm. where we have people who are able to just talk you through your grief and understand a little bit more about what you're feeling. So, Mm. yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's what it would be. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's, let's look on. at the next one. All right. <laughs> okay, um, this one is a bit more lighthearted, I think. It says, How can I help my guy friend who is desperate to have a girlfriend? <laughs> Any okay. words of advice for them? <laughs> Why are you out your bro like that? <laughs> <laughs> How desperate are we talking? Well, it's very important. It's true, it's true. <laughs> there are different like degrees to desperation. Desperation. How do I help my guy friend? How is it? Got advice or not? Wow. Um, firstly, thank you for being a good friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to uh, not leave this guy alone and maybe you also uh, don't want him to do um, things that might uh, potentially uh, traumatize like other girls or something. Yeah, no, but it's true, you know, like how desperate is, um, is quite important because like if it's, it comes from more of like a concern kind of thing, then, oh, maybe like you can, um, you know, sit down, have a chat with him to ask like, um, oh, what? Well, why he feels such a strong need to be attached? Yeah, yeah. Maybe why do you need to get attached? Or mm. what has he tried before? You know, like maybe as a bro. Okay, I don't know whether this person um, that asked, right, is like a guy or girl, but mm. maybe like, it'll be nice to like ask um, like your guy friend, like what mm. has he tried before or what didn't work? Yeah, because I think like everybody has blind spots, right? Everyone has good intentions, but mm. everyone has like blind spots. So they need friends around them that like can um I guess give an objective like uh viewpoint. Yeah. So like if it's okay, like you can look at like certain conversations that they have with like um whoever that they are seeing. <laughs> you their coffee means bagel. Yeah, yeah. Box. No, it's true because right, like I got like, like they got no like No, I got see like guys, right, that just talk about themselves. So it's like one whole oh. wall of text, right? And then like, there's just no space for the girl to like answer <laughs> that kind of thing. But yeah, they, 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 they don't know that it's um like... It's like so they need a not, consultant lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To help them to chat the Because like they forward. might genuinely think it's like, it's, it's okay. Like they are uh. trying to like make conversation. But actually they are just talking to themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. For the more serious cases, like in terms of, um, you know, it's really affecting them. Like, like, it consumes them. Yeah, and they really feel like, oh, it's, like, very hope. I don't know, okay, one is, like, they feel very, like, sad about themselves. And another one I'm thinking is, like, what if they are, like, stalking girls? <laughs> or, like, just trying to get into bed with every single girl. But, yeah, like, it happens, right? like, in its most extreme cases. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the case, hold your friend back and tell him, yeah. stop it, bro. <laughs> Want all the girls. <laughs> okay, yeah. like, no, like, don't sell your friend out like that. But um I'm I i do not know. Like I feel that one thing um is to I think love cannot be forced. You mm. you like it's like um I think okay, there is room for you to um work on yourself, which is what like you know uh we shared earlier, mm. like the whole idea of like um 
kind of evaluating on um the you know, the conversations or the people the the people that you talk to mm. um with a trusted friend that can you know um like you as a friend um ask and then like help this person to see la what um how like his or her his actions or mm. words have an effect on the other person receiving them because that's something that like he may not really know about yeah but maybe for the uh I think like when it comes to like thinking that oh every single uh girl can be like a potential partner or like if it comes to a point of consuming him or it like leading to him like uh I don't know like doing foolish things foolish la. things yeah. or like hurting like other girls and all that I think as a friend you need to call it out lah Yep. Yeah, for what it is. I just think it's quite funny because when we read this question, how can I help my guy friend who is desperate to have a girlfriend, right? We automatically assume that the person wants to counsel the friend. But what if the person means he wants to help his guy friend get a girlfriend? <laughs> if that's the case, you can let us know in the DM and uh, we'll work it out with you. But I think if you want to counsel your guy friend and give them help some them not helpful be so and, desperate. <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually helpful to understand what is the need be beneath that desperation. Because on the surface, it can look like desperation and it can just look a bit like, like that's his thing, right? His thing is that he wants to get a girl. But there's probably some deeper need there. La. Like, is your friend feeling... Lonely? lonely is your friend feeling bored is your friend feeling um i don't know even to some extent like like small because he doesn't seem to be able to get a girl right or like be able to make somebody fall in love with him and things like that and i feel that if there is a deeper need right then that is actually where you come in as a friend to really be able to speak to that need and um either speaking some words of truth if you feel like your friend is really a bit like too in his own head, right? Or you're able to even just give that love and that encouragement. Yeah, actually remind yeah. him that he is so, much, so more much more than, that. than a relationship status. Correct. And like, the reason why you're friends with him is because you like yeah, some of so his Yeah, there's so many good things, you know, about him. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel also like then the... Like the idea of... I, I would say like if I have a guy friend who is like that, right? Actually, I would be a bit concerned as to whether he has put the idea of love on a pedestal. Like, you know, have you fallen in love with the idea of love? You just want to feel loved. Yeah, and someone. I would be concerned for you as a friend because I I love you and I want you to succeed, right? I want you to be able to enjoy fulfilling relationships. But I think if you go into a relationship having such a, like, idealized version or vision of what, like, a relationship would be and how it would meet your needs, I think then it places you and your partner in quite a precarious situation. La. So mm. as a friend, I would probably want to speak to that to affirm the fact that it's not it's not like bad, you know, that you want to have a relationship, but perhaps some of your expectations like could be a bit like hyped up and and there's room to just be yourself and see mm. what comes out of that. La. I think the fact that you are good friends with this person and he has a close friend means he's probably not that unlikable. La. So... Yeah. Yeah. I say you chill lah. You can't force love, you cannot rush love. But you can Just, put yourself out there. Yes. Like, yes. you can put yourself out there, get to know people, and it will come. Like, probably when you least expect it. When you don't force it. So we've come to the end of this part of our You Ask, We Answer episode. It's so fun. We're going to do more of it. And Definitely. if you like, yeah, if you like this content or know a friend who love it as well, um, you can find us on uh, YouTube, uh, Spotify, as well as Apple Podcasts. So, you know, you can share it with your friends. Um, you can also connect with us. If we've got a great community on Telegram, as well as uh, you can find us on TikTok and Instagram at ngl.people. And of course, 
course, like, share and subscribe to this channel as well. So until next time, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.